Welcome to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast with Kristen R. Harris, where God shares all the good game because he wants you to win. This is the podcast for winners. Hey winners, what's going on? Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner circle for another episode of God Put Me Up On Gang. You already know. If you've been rocking with me for a while, then you already know what I'm about to say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for um, subscribing to the podcast, for sharing, for your reviews, for all of that good stuff. I really, really appreciate you guys. I want to also pause to say thank you for to everyone who has agreed to stand with us in prayer as we fight against COVID-19. If you have not already, you want to go and listen to the strategic prayer episode, the bonus episode with all of the prayer points based on the first letter of your name. I probably also post another bonus episode before the week is out with um, some additional prayer points that are specific to repentance. God is calling us to a point and place of repentance during this season. As his word says, if his people who are called by their name would um, humble themselves, repent, which is turn from their wicked ways and seek his face, then he would hear and he would heal the land. So we are believing that there are some things that we need to apologize for and turn from our wicked ways. And so I'll probably be sharing those strategic prayer points in another bonus episode. So look forward to that. But thank you to you guys who have sent messages, letting us know that you are standing in agreement with us. We certainly, certainly appreciate it. Listen, now I said, (laughs) I think two episodes ago, last episode, we had the wonderful Crystal Luster on. I hope you guys enjoyed that host, the host. She was like the kickoff for the host, the host series. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But the episode before that, I think I said that this would be the last time we would talk about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Well, guess what? This is not my podcast. This is God put me up on game. And as I tell you guys, I just say what he tells me to say. (laughs) He gives me the good, good game and I turn around and share it with you. So unfortunately, that was not the truth. I thought it was, but that was me talking and not him. And I truly believe it's because we are in this season and so many of you all need encouragement And we won't really talk about that per se, but we are going to talk about something that is sweeping over the land and really gripping it and trying to choke the very life out of it amidst everything that is happening with the COVID-19. And that is the spirit of fear. So many people are living with a spirit of fear right now. And um, I believe that God has some good, good game for you regarding this. So if you or someone you know, maybe it's not you, maybe you're not the one that's gripped with fear, but you do know someone who is struggling in that area, I would encourage you to share this episode with them. It's not going to be really long, but I do believe that God has some good game for you. And I want to huddle up really quickly so we can get this good, good game. All right. So I want to start off by saying that fear 
is absolutely normal. It's a normal reaction. It's a human reaction to things going on around us that maybe are out of our control. We don't know what the ending is going to look like. We don't know how to um, handle it. We don't know what to do. It's just completely out of our control. And so there are various situations that can present things to us that cause us to fear, to be fearful, right? But fear in itself is not the problem because that's completely normal. It's when you become um, subjected, when you succumb to a spirit of fear. And as I said just a moment ago, there is a spirit of fear that is gripping the land. And I'm not going to get too deep <laughs> into spiritual warfare on the podcast today, but I will share this, that fear is the spirit of fear is one of those demons that opens the door for so many other things to come in. And I was actually listening to a gentleman. Um, he did a quick video on Facebook and his uh, theory behind what he was sharing is that the spirit of fear is what's driving this virus, is what's giving this virus fuel. And I'm inclined to agree with him because if so many people were not living under this spirit of fear, it would lose its power. It would lose its grip. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that when you're done listening to this episode, if you are one of those people that's living under that spirit, that you um, have some tools to come from out of that, that you can find your deliverance and you can no longer live in fear. Um, Again, it's it's a very natural reaction. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I was headed out the other day to the grocery store, and just for a moment, a tinge of fear tried to, you know, creep in. But I took a hold of it immediately, and we're going to talk about that. So, um, that's what happens when you don't take a hold of those thoughts immediately, and you allow them to fester. Then they become uh, just a part of who you are. You become comfortable with them, and they set up shop, and then they grow into this spirit of fear that you're living under. And so I want to just kind of talk a little bit about that. And this episode, again, is for anyone who's struggling with that. But I do believe that for this season, I believe that God gave me this good game, specifically for those of you who are finding yourself having to still go to work, all of you essential workers who are still headed out every day. Um, I do believe that this is especially for you. But again, anyone who's struggling, you can listen and definitely take away what you need to take away so that you do not have to live in this constant state of fear. You do not have to be oppressed by the spirit of fear. Now, we're going to have a little Bible study today. <laughs> and I had to laugh when God was giving me this game because I'm like, God, you are turning God put me up on game into like the Bible class. I didn't know this is what this podcast was going to become. Every time I look up, we like, let's go to the word and let's go through some scripture. But hey, again, this is his podcast. So I'm just the messenger. I'm just the mouthpiece. So I'll do as I'm told. So today, um, really quickly. 
I want to go to a story that may be familiar to many of you. And if it's not, no worries. I'm going to give you the Chris notes, as I call them, real quick rundown. So we're going to go to the book of Judges and we're going to talk a little bit about Gideon. So if you're not familiar with the story of Gideon, basically... This again, this is the Chris notes gonna be real fast, but Gideon's army was called on by the Lord to go and defeat the Midianites, right? And so this army basically goes from tens of thousands of men down to 300 in like a bat of an eye. And so there's a few different things that happen to get down to this 300. But God is like, you're going to take these 300 and these are the 300 that you're going to defeat the Midianites and, and, and take over their camp or whatever. You got to imagine that <laughs> Gideon was a bit afraid. Okay. Can you imagine like just thinking you started off with I think it was 32,000 men. He starts off with 32,000 men and he gets down to 300 men. That's literally less than 1% of the troops that he started off with. It's worth mentioning that the first 22,000 of those men were afraid. And the Bible actually says, tell the people Whoever is timid or afraid, they may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. And I want to stop there for a minute because I think that's so relevant to what's happening right now. Because there's like, as, as I said, he started off with 32,000, 22,000, they, they went home. And I think those that went home, although we may not all be timid and afraid, but I feel like that represents those of us who are at home. We're still standing in the battle with you. We're standing with our prayers. We're standing in solidarity, but we're at home. But there's the other of you who still have to go out and fight on the front lines. Like when we hear this, we got the healthcare heroes on the front lines. We got the grocery store workers on the front lines. We got the post office. We got the first responders, all of those people who are on the front lines on the front lines. mean, you're on the front line of the battle. So it's, all of us who are at home and we got the less than 1%. And I don't know if the number actually equals less than 1%. Let's just metaphorically think about it that way. We got the less than 1% that are out there on the front lines. That's no mistake. Like God said, he has raised you up for such a time as this. Like this is the moment that... God, it's like you were built for this. You were created for this. And like I said, I believe that this message is specifically for those of you who are still working, who are on the front lines, because God wants to remind you that he got you. He has you in the palm of his hands and you do not have to fear anything that is happening around you. So again, we, we get back to the story of Gideon and he has gone from 32,000 men down to 300. If you are leading an army and God tells you that you're going to defeat this, this huge camp of people who probably has tens of thousands of men that like you started off with and now you only have 300, absolutely, you're going to be afraid, right? And what I love about this word is that 
If you go and study, listen, guys, you got to read your Bible because if you read the Bible, you will get understanding. Like you will literally see that this whole concept of fear is not even new. It, it, it doesn't take God by surprise. He says to Gideon in Judges 7, 9 through 11, he said, it, the word says the night that night, the Lord said, get up, go down into the Midianite camp for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what the Midianites are saying and you will be greatly encouraged. Then you will be eager to attack. God said to Gideon, he knew that Gideon was afraid. He knew that Gideon is probably looking at this situation like I started with 32,000 men. I'm down to 300. You're telling me I'm going to get the victory. But to me, this looks scary. Listen, God already knows what you're dealing with. You are saying, listen, God, I trust you. I believe you. You're telling me I'm going to be okay. You're telling me I'm covered, but I'm looking around me. People are perishing. People are getting sick. This looks very bleak. But what God is saying to you, he's giving you instruction in this season. And for some of you, if you have not been listening closely and you've been missing your instruction, then this game, <clears throat> excuse me, right here is your instruction. This is your instruction. God said he told Gideon, if you are afraid, go down. And listen to this conversation, because when you hear this conversation that is happening over in the enemy's camp, you're going to be greatly encouraged and you're going to go forth and do everything I called you to do. So basically, Gideon went down to the enemy's camp and he overheard two men's conversations. Again, going really fast. This is the Chris notes. You want to go and read this for yourself. It's in Judges 7. So he goes down. He listens to these two men's conversations. And one of the men was telling the other man, the other man about a dream that he had. And the friend who was listening to this dream, he says to the other man, he said, I know exactly what that dream means. It only means one thing. God has given Gideon victory over the Midianites. Here's the thing. This is so key. Gideon heard in the enemy's camp, the enemy already knew that he was defeated. The enemy knew what was coming down the pipeline. I want you to know right now, and I and I truly believe God has given me just a little tiny glimpse of what is happening with this virus and how it's about to just pretty much shrivel up. It's coming to an end. Just as fast as you feel like it came to wreck wreak havoc on your life is going to be just just how it vanishes really quickly and so it's coming it's happening it's not going to be like this always but you got to know the enemy already knows that his time is coming to an end this virus that is ripping through the land that is tearing apart families that is ending things that is ending jobs that is doing all of this is coming to an end and the enemy already knows what he doesn't want is for you to know but here's the thing if you listen closely to the instructions that God is giving you he will give you insight into what's happening he will give you insight. He will give you intel. He will give you classified information into what's happening. So Gideon went down and Gideon had to hear. God had already told him. And that's the thing. Sometimes God is already telling us. God has already told you healthcare worker, nurse, doctor, uh, grocery store clerk, 
post office worker, whoever you are, God has already told you that you will be victorious in this. This is not going to overtake you. It's not going to overtake your family. But he's like, if you're still afraid, maybe you need to hear from the enemy's camp. So go down to the enemy's camp and listen. And this is where Gideon overheard this conversation, right? So basically <laughs> Gideon went and did what he had to do based on that. And I'm sharing that, that really quick version of Gideon's story that the Chris notes with you, because I want you to know that God understands that you're afraid. And I came here to share five things really quickly with you. If you find yourself overcome with fear in this season, again, Fear is a normal human natural reaction, but you cannot stay there. You cannot allow fear to fester and begin to develop into a spirit of fear because that will try to take you down. That spirit of fear is what's driving everything that we're seeing is such it has a grip on the whole. And today we decree and we declare that we are slapping an eviction notice on the spirit of fear that has come to grip us, that has come to stifle us, that is coming to choke the life out of us. So these five things are things that you need to do if you have found yourself overcome with fear in this season. Number one, you need to be like Gideon and give him your fear so he can give you a plan to work through it. You heard what I just said. God said, if you're afraid, go down to the enemy's camp. We read in 1 John 4 and 18 that there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. The only perfect love, the only perfect love. I know you think that you perfectly love your, your spouse or you perfectly love your children or you might even think you perfectly love yourself, but the only perfect love is in God. So you need to go to him for help on casting out that fear. Go to him. So take it to him. He already knows that you're struggling. When he said to Gideon, but if you're afraid, he knew that Gideon was afraid. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have said it. He knew that Gideon was afraid. He knew that Gideon needed confirmation. He knew that Gideon needed a plan to work through his fear. So if you find yourself in a place of fear, you want to take that to God. You want to take it to him. He, he already knows that you're fearful. He already knows that that you're struggling, that you're dealing with this, that you're even afraid to go out of your house. You're afraid to go grab some groceries for your family. You're afraid to go to work. He knows these things. He knows these things. Give it to him so that he can give you a plan. But here's the thing. When he gives you the plan, when he gives you instructions, you must be like Gideon. You must obey. We read where as soon as God told him what to do, it says, so Gideon took Pura and went down to the edge of the enemy camp. He went and did what he had to do. You cannot move past this spirit of fear that is Grippling you that has a, a hold on you if you do not obey the instructions <laughs> so get up and move and do whatever it is that God tells you and um I do believe that depending on where you are and 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 how intense it is it may look a little different like I said I'm going to give you a couple of things on here but go to God and say God look, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this. I believe, or I want to believe, help my unbelief because you may be struggling even in your faith. Your faith may be a little shaky right now. God, I want to believe that everything is going to be okay. I want to believe what you're telling me, but help me, God. I'm a, I'm fearful. I'm afraid, right? 
So he did what God told him to do. And he went down to the enemy's camp. So number one, you want to give God your fear so that he can help you work through it. He can give you a game plan. Remember, this is the, this is God put me up on game. He wants to give you game so that you can win. Number two, you want to worship God. So after you get this game plan, after God shows you the plan, like this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to be encouraged. This is what I have set in place to help you push forward. And for some of you, let's let's go back to number one. I just got a, a, a quick revelation for some of you, especially those of you who are working in the hospitals and the healthcare facilities. God is going to begin to show you healing and victory where you have seen defeat. God is about to replace that with healing and victory because you've been so jaded by all of the negativity and by all of the, the things that you thought were losses. God's about to show you the wins. That's how he's going to help you. That's going to be part of your game plan. He's going to begin to show you situations that you thought were bleak, that others thought were bleak, and he's going to turn them around really quickly. I can share a quick testimony. This is a personal testimony of mine of a family member. My 96-year-old great aunt, she went into the hospital, was diagnosed with COVID-19, 96 years old. You got to know that COVID-19 on a 96-year-old body is no joke. My aunt went home last night. She was discharged yesterday. And so she's at home. She's still on oxygen. We're still praying. She's not all the way back, but she's not dead. She did not die. God's going to begin to show you things like that so that you see, oh, what the enemy told me, what, what I thought was defeat is really not that. He's going to begin to give you signs. You're going to begin to see victory over and even the enemy is going to declare to you victory because you're like, oh, wait a minute. Look at what's happening over here. So open up your eyes to see, okay? So back to number two, worship God. So as soon as Gideon got his game plan and he went down there and he heard this going on in the enemy's camp, do you know what Gideon said immediately after he heard this man say that Gideon is going to overtake the Midianites. Do you know what happened? Well, if you don't, let me tell you. <laughs> Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation and he worshiped God. He dropped down and he bowed and worshiped God. That's what you need to do. Your worship is what's going to shift you from this place of fear. And I'm going to tell you something which is coincidental or ironic or however you want to look at it. Worship was the very thing that when Gideon did go back with his 300 men, worship is what won the victory. They went down to the enemy's camp and they began to blow the ram's horns and they began to shout um, for the Lord and for Gideon worship. They begin to worship and those worship sounds through the Midianites into confusion. They didn't know what was going on. And Gideon and his 300 men were able to go in and seize everything and slay and do what they came to do. Worship. So when God gives you your plan, when he begins to reveal to you what's happening over in the enemy's camp and how the enemy is already shaken because he knows that his time is coming to an end. 
I need you to worship. Go to God and just give it your all. Go broke in worship. Remain in a, a posture of worship. Keep your mind stayed on him. Send up your praises daily while you're walking into that job. Send up your praises daily while you're going into that hospital. Send up your praises daily while you're walking that route. Praise God, the bus driver, while you're driving that bus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory. You still reign. You're still sovereign. You still sit on the throne. Thank you for the victory. I don't see it yet, but I know it's coming. You got to maintain a posture of worship. Okay. So number one, give him your fear so he can give you a game plan. Number two, you want to worship God. Number three, and I think I said I have five things, but I actually only have four. <laughs> so number three, because I, I, I combine number three. Number three, you want to take all those negative thoughts captive. I'm sure Gideon, even after he heard what the enemy said, he probably still had thoughts, fleeting thoughts that came and went and said, but you know, this is still kind of crazy. You know, it's still crazy to think that you're going to go down there and defeat all of these people with 300 men. But you know what? We don't see any mention of that because Gideon probably took those thoughts captive. As soon as they came in, he, he took them captive. And we read in second Corinthians 10 and five that we must take our thoughts captive. We have to pull down anything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge that we have of God. So that's what that fear does. It tries to stand up against anything that God has already told you, anything that you know about him, anything that he has spoken to you. God has already told you that you have the victory. Pull down any thoughts that are trying to exalt itself against what you know about God. And so the part two of that, which is why I thought I had five points and only I only really only have four, is that when you take those thoughts captive, you got to meditate on what's lovely. You got to meditate on what's honorable. You got to meditate on what's pure. Some of you are too consumed with what's happening on social media, with, with what's happening on the news. Stop digesting all of that stuff. You don't have to consume everything. You got to be careful. Meditate on what's pure. I found that even myself with my um my social media, I've been trying to share the positive stories. It's enough people talking about what's negative happening. I'm sharing the the praise reports, the people that are being healed, the numbers that are going that when they're coming down, how we're flattening the curve. Where, how they're praying on top of rooftops and at the hospitals and praying at Walmart. I'm trying to share the positivity. It's enough negativity. Meditate on what's lovely, what's pure, what's honorable. Stop consuming the junk. Because especially if you're struggling with being afraid, if you're struggling with being fearful, you don't need to consume that stuff. You need to meditate on what's lovely, what's pure, what's honorable. And look at Philip. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. And I love that scripture. You know, I'm going to go to that and read it in, in its entirety because I want to hone in on something which goes back to just us thanking God and worshiping him when we get our game plan. When we get our game plan. So it says, do not be anxious about anything. So many of you find yourself dealing with anxiety right now because of the fear like you're fearful and now that fear has pushed you into a place of anxiety you're 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 nervous you're sitting on pins and needles like it's just 
really touch and go with you. But the word says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that goes back to that worship god thank you for showing me how to get out of this thank you god that you still reign that you are my protection let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus this is the verse. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's what we want to fix our minds on. If you're struggling, you can't consume everything. Even if you're not struggling, you can't consume everything. Guard your eye gates, guard your ear gates. Stop listening to what everybody has to say. Stop listening to all these conspiracy theorists. Stop digesting all this information if you cannot handle that. Okay, guard yourself, guard yourself. So that's number three. You wanna take your thoughts captive and then you wanna meditate on the beauty of life, not on all the other negative stuff. And then number four, this is really key because if you are struggling with spirit of fear and God gives you a plan, you worship him, you take every thought that's trying to now set itself up because now that you realize that this is what's happening and you're taking an active stance, the enemy's going to send those thoughts to you, but you got to take them captive and you got to, you know, reshift your focus onto the, the honorable and the pure things, right? After you've done this, I love this because in verse 15, of chapter seven of Judges, it says, when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he he bowed down and worshiped God. We talked about that. It goes on to say, then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, get up for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianites. He went back to the people and he encouraged them. I'm encouraging you that when you have worked through this process and I pray that it's an expedient process, it does not have to take a long time. You just got to recognize that you're sitting here because what the enemy probably has done is blinded you to the fact that you're even sitting in this mess and you're just, you've become comfortable with it. But no, we are evicting fear right now in the name of Jesus. So once you realize that you have been dealing with this and, and you work through those steps, you take this back to the people around you and you be just like Gideon. You say, get up for the Lord has given us victory. <laughs> get up for the Lord has given us victory. It's some people around you who are walking around discouraged. They're bleak. They're stuck in a place of, of fear and, and they don't know what to do. They're anxious. You're going to be the one to go and encourage them. This is the time for you to let your light shine. That's why the enemy trying to shut you down. You are the believer and you may be even surrounded by a bunch of non-believers. You can't be operating the same way they are. That's what, what good is that? So you need to get up and you need to go back to them and say, get up for the Lord has given you victory. If you want to go into your hospital rooms, even the patients, you may have to talk to the patients, get up. I was reading a story about a young lady and she felt like her daughter had given up. She, she was fighting and I guess she got tired of fighting. And she said, I feel like my daughter has given up. You be the person to go into that room and say, you know what? Get up for the Lord has given you victory. You be the encourager. You may have to 
be the light on your job and to go in there and encourage those who are feeling down and out. Even if you're listening to this two years from now, you be the light. You go and encourage the people around you. Go and encourage your family. Some of you, your family is the people that are are stuck in a place of fear. Be the encouragement, be the light to your family. Be like Gideon and say, hey, get up for the Lord has given you victory. Get up. You cannot sit here. You cannot wallow in this. And guess what? If you are the person who I'm talking to and you're struggling, I'm talking to you. Get up. For the Lord has given you victory. You cannot wallow in this. You will not set up shop. You will not dwell here with the spirit of fear. You're going to get up. You're going to shake this off. You're going to go to God. Get your game plan. He's going to tell you what you need to do to, to deal with this. He already knows that you're struggling. He's just waiting for you to come and engage him. You're talking about him, but you're not talking to him. <laughs> you're talking around him. Talk to him. Let him know what you're dealing with. He's going to give you a game plan. You're going to worship him and thank him for that plan. Oh, you're going to obey that plan. You're going to carry out the instructions. And then every single time that the enemy tries to throw something at you and remind you about what he thinks is defeat and 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 how it didn't work out and how it's not going to work out you're going to take that thought captive you're going to pull down that stronghold you're going to cast it back to the pit of hell and you're going to fix your mind on the things that God has put before you those pure honorable noble true trustworthy things and then most importantly, you're going to turn around and go back to the people who are around you. God has strategically placed some people around you who need your encouragement in this season. And you're going to go to them and say, get up for the Lord has given you victory. Spirit of fear, we put an eviction notice on you. We send you back to the pit of hell. You cannot dwell here in this land, in this nation, on this globe. Go back to the pit of hell from whence you came in Jesus name. That's all the game I got for you. Go and be great. <laughs> Stop living in a place of fear. All right. I pray that that has been a blessing. Share this message with, with anyone, especially those who are on the front line. You cannot, you cannot live in fear and carry out your assignment effectively. You can't, you cannot live in fear and carry out your assignment effectively. And I believe those of you who are in healthcare, God has graced you and, and raised you up for such a time as this. That assignment that you have, it's not just a job. It's a divine appointment. It's purpose. And that's why the enemy is trying to shut you down. Many of you have healing in your hands healing in your hands you can lay hands and those people can get up and walk out but you you can't even get to that space if you're operating out of a place of fear because you don't want to touch people come on y'all so i pray that you allow god to give you a plan and minister to you so that you can move from this guys we are coming out of this this is not the end this is not the end. We're coming out of this. And ask God to give you a, a earshot, a, give, give you a little peek into the enemy's camp. <laughs> ask for that. If you're ready for it, ask him to give you a little peek, peek into the enemy's camp so that you can be encouraged. So you can see how the enemy is scrambling. He's scrambling because he knows his time is coming to an end. Like this is about to dry up. 
All right. That's all I got for you guys. I love you. I'm praying for you guys. Please keep me and my family in your prayers. I am doing the same for you. I cover all my listeners. I plead the blood over your life. Because of the blood, COVID-19, death, all of that has to pass over in the name of Jesus. I won't be back here before Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. So I wish you guys a blessed, blessed day. I love you guys and I'll see you soon. It's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Make sure you follow us on social media at God Put Me Up On Game and at Kristen R. Harris. We'll see you next week.